With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hey, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live with your four Penn State talking points for Tuesday, February 1st. And we're looking back at the last few days going into the weekend, coming out of the weekend in the world of Penn State football. First and foremost, a couple new offensive line commitments, one in the 2023 class, one in 2024, who also happens to be the very first commitment of any kind in the 24 class. That comes from Cooper Cousins. He's a four-star uh, from Erie, Pennsylvania, McDowell High School. He's listed at six foot five and 285 pounds. He's ranked as an offensive tackle. Certainly looks like frame-wise he's going to grow into being an offensive tackle. Uh, his highlights from his sophomore year, still has two more seasons to go at McDowell, has him playing center, which you appreciate that versatility. Um, I think his future role at Penn State kind of comes down to how much he grows. At six foot five, he's already kind of pressing the um, the prototype for an interior offensive lineman. You would also imagine over the course of the next two calendar years, you could see him at 320 plus pounds if his frame fills out. He adds strength. He hits the weight room hard. He grows a bit. So you look at that frame as a current sophomore, and there's a lot to like about that. Penn State does tend to value versatility at the next level, looking for those 6'4", 6'5", 300-pound type guys that they can get some reps inside or outside. Cooper Cousins will be one to follow for sure. The first commitment of the 24 class so far, and uh, if you look at what Penn State's doing on the recruiting front in 2023 and 2024, it does go heavy on offensive linemen. Another part of that conversation is Anthony Donko. He's a class of 23 O-lineman. He's from Virginia. Three offensive linemen in the 23 class so far, all three of them from Virginia. Donko is a three-star in the 24-7 sports composite. He's listed at 6'5", 310 pounds, ranked as the number 31 interior offensive lineman, number 455 player overall. Though it's worth noting that Sean Fitz from Lions 247 is reporting that Donko will be an offensive tackle at the next level. Same deal as Cooper Cousins. You look at that length and what he's got already. Expect him to grow a little bit more. Could be a very good offensive tackle prospect. He's the seventh commit in the class of 23, which now ranks number four in the country on 24-7 sports. Three of those seven offensive linemen, all three from Virginia, five-star interior offensive lineman Alex Birchmeyer and three-star interior offensive lineman Joshua Miller are the other two. And it just so happens on Tuesday, both of them said that they were shutting down their recruitment. They joined Mega Barnwell in doing that. Kind of how last recruiting cycle started, the 2022 cycle, when it started to look like things were getting a little dicey. A lot of key guys buckled down and said that they were shutting things down. Set a good tone for Penn State's class in 22, and you saw how that turned out. Uh, one, one, this is a few days old, but it's still worth mentioning in this space. 
Uh, Big Ten changes, scheduling changes. Gary Barta from Iowa told The Athletic that there has been discussion about possible elimination of the East-West divisions, a possible reduction to an eight-team team schedule as opposed to the current nine-game nine, nine um, schedule. Um, you would have in that situation three permanent rivals, five more in, on a rotating basis. There's also a possibility of, of a scheduling alliance. We heard something about this during college football madness um, over over the summertime. Um Pac-12 and ACC could be partners in some way, shape, or form in scheduling and allows the Big Ten to maybe schedule an Ohio State-Oregon game or a Penn State-Miami, Michigan-Clemson. There's a lot of possibilities there that could occupy the 12th spot on team schedules. Um, the, The initiative here... And again, it's just Gary Barta throwing some things out there that have been discussed, maybe just trying to take the temperature of the of the football public about how they feel about them. All of it's designed to help better the the Big Ten's position when it comes to college football playoff positioning and the future expansion there. Whenever that happens and however that looks when it does happen, you saw this past spring or, or um, you know coming out of the 2021 season this winter that they are reevaluating. They did some shuffling of schedules in 2022. It's something that the Big Ten hadn't really done before. So I think there might be a premium through that process and through the scheduling in the future that allows a little bit more flexibility and adjustment to make sure that things are equitable and optimal for every team they possibly can just to better their chances of reaching the college football playoff. That's what it's all going to be about as all these leagues start to better position themselves, you know, following the SEC's footsteps here after they added Texas and Oklahoma, the Big Ten, trying to do something to match that. And uh, I like what all's happening here. If it all does happen, um, Gary Barta's thoughts that he shared with The Athletic, I think it might be about time. Either the Big Ten needs to reevaluate their divisions because we all know that the West division has been significantly weaker than the East, and teams like Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State had to really duke it out over the years to try to get good position. Makes it very difficult for an East division team to come out with two or fewer losses. Um, especially ones that are not Ohio State. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Another story to watch as we get into the second National Signing Day, which is on Wednesday, it's February 2nd, is what Penn State might be positioned to do for the remainder of this recruiting class. And there's not a lot of heat. We'll see what happens um, on Wednesday um, if Penn State throws their hat in the ring with, uh, with any high school prospects in the 22 class. But what's more worth watching is Penn State when it comes to transfer offensive linemen. Two big names to watch. One's Tyler Steen, who's a uh, who's from Vanderbilt. Another is Hunter Norzad from Cornell. 
Steen is a three-year starter at Vanderbilt. He's he's played at both right tackle and left tackle. Norzad is a third-team All-American from Phil Steele. He's also likely to play tackle at, at his next stop if it ends up being Penn State. There's a possibility of that. Penn State's in the running for both. Norzad was on campus a couple weeks ago for a visit, according to Sean Fitz from Lions 247. And these guys, I think, just looks at look at what Penn State has in 2022. You've got a, a couple guys on the current roster who uh, might be able to play multiple positions. Landon Tangwall, he'd be able to fill in at either guard or tackle. We saw him at tackle this past season. He played three games as a uh, true freshman, ended up redshirting. He's very much in the mix to play a role next year. And what role he plays could depend on what Penn State is able to add in the transfer portal. If they're able to add a Hunter Norzad and or Tyler Steen, Odds look to increase for him to maybe bump inside and get a shot at guard. Penn State's losing their left tackle, Rasheed Walker. They're losing their left guard, Eric Wilson. And they're losing Mike Miranda, who started the year at center, ended up playing right guard. Uh, they've got Juice Scruggs, who looks like he's going to be the center next year. They've got Caden Wallace, who's a two-year starter at right tackle. They could end up entertaining the idea of moving him inside and strengthening uh, things up there. They've got a bunch of young guys coming back. Um, Juice Scruggs, Sal Wormley, Olu Fashanu, Bryce Efner is a, a swing guy. Olu Fashanu played left tackle in the in the bowl game. Uh, Sal Wormley was, according to James Franklin, looking to start at one of the guard spots before he was injured. You also got guys like Nick Dawkins, Golden Israel Achumba, and uh, J.B. Nelson, who's coming in from Lackawanna College in the 2022 class. So a lot of pieces here to move around. I think Penn State could really benefit from adding an experienced tackle or two and allowing them to build better depth using the other pieces they do have. And speaking of importance, looking at the 2022 class, we'll see what Penn State ends up doing, but we got to assume that they're all but done adding pieces in that class. They'll be looking more at the transfer portal to fill out their roster. But the 2022 class um, rankings were finalized towards the end of last week, and you had three guys who were five stars on both 24-7 sports and on three. That's Drew Aller, the quarterback, Nick Singleton, the running back, and defensive end denied Dennis Sutton. Those are key players at positions of need for Penn State. Aller could be the favorite to start at quarterback in 2023, but he gets a chance to learn under Sean Clifford for one season. His tools are outstanding, looks to have a good mental makeup, uh, good frame already at 6'5", 230, throws the ball on platform, off platform, in the pocket, outside the pocket. He can run a little bit when he needs to, not a, a super athlete, but for his size, he moves very well. So there's a lot to love about him. Singleton should be a, a year one impact guy at running back. And Dennis Sutton is rising as quickly as any player in the 2022 class. He's a defensive end and could be a linebacker mix, kind of like Jesse Lucchetta, the role he played this past season. James Franklin has already said that he's expecting denied Dennis Sutton to compete uh, from day one. He's going to arrive later this spring slash summer. Uh, won't be there for winter con- strength and conditioning, won't be there for spring practice, but he still could be a factor uh, at a couple different spots. He was a consensus five-star um, from Rivals as well, who had him as the number seven player in the country. There were nine players in this class total in the 24-7 sports rankings. Guys like J.B. Nelson, Caden Saunders, even a Keon Wiley or Abdul Carter 
could make a case for year one playing time. Not all of them were unanimously um, highly praised by recruiting services, but Penn State's got a few sort of under-the-radar type guys in this class to go with that trio of five stars. It's a really nice mix in 2022 of quantity and quality of players. you got some guys with some real star potential. You've got a handful of guys, probably four or five, who have a very good shot of playing in year one. And then you've got a few others who have nice developmental capabilities and some good reasons for their, for their not being higher four stars or not being in that five-star mix. Um, Keon Wiley is a really good example, just having one season of playing a true linebacker position where that's where he's going to go at Penn State. So a top 10 class for Penn State in 2022. We'll learn a little bit more about it on Wednesday for National Signing Day. And of course, we'll be paying close attention to the transfer portal. Most of what Penn State has leaving has already made their uh, intentions to do so known. But Penn State is in the running for a few others that they could arrive on campus in addition to Mitchell Tinsley, the wide receiver from Western Kentucky. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, you can find everything we do at penlive.com slash football. You can locate all of our Blue White Breakdown podcasts on Alexa, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.